Hello and welcome to this episode of Crofting Matters. My name is Siobhan MacDonald and this is the Farm Advisory Service Series where we discuss topics that matter to crofting. Today we're going to talk about a new development by the Crofting Commission where you can do applications online. I'm joined today by my colleague Graham Fraser, who is the Crofting Commission's most frequent flyer when it comes to doing online applications. Definitely the expert to ask. How are you doing, Graham? Uh, not too bad, Siobhan. Good morning. Yeah, I'm not, not sure about definitely the expert to ask, but uh, yeah, I am told I've been the most frequent user of the online digital system. So it's uh, been in place now for professionals and agents for just around a year and in that time I've done I've done over 30 so I suppose that is quite a few compared with most. So for folk who are doing applications at the moment they are doing them on paper and the commission have just opened up the ability for for everybody to use the online application system. But I think it's just limited to some applications, isn't it? Yes, at the moment it's for assignations, decroftings, and that's most of the decroftings bar the statutory house site decrofting. That still has to be done on a form. So that's if you're an owner-occupier decrofting or a tenant decrofting, that's covered whether it's the you know park croft or whatever. You can also do sublets and short-term lets and divisions uh, is the is the final thing that you can do as an online digital application. So the rest, anything else still needs to be done on the paper forms. How do you start the application? You go to the Crofting Commission website and then what? Yes, if you go to their website, their homepage, then in the top right there's a, a link to online applications. And if you click on that and you're not previously registered, then you'll have to enter your email address, your first name and your surname. And when you submit that, you'll be sent an email and you need to click on confirm your account within 24 hours. And then that sets you up on the system to be able to submit applications after that. So you then just can go into the online digital application system and start a new application. And it'll ask you for the for the Croft name or number to uh, what you're proposing to do. And then it'll, it'll set it, start you up on the right track for uh, the application you're wanting to progress and if it can be done digitally the system will take you through to a digital application and if not it'll take you to the the form that would be for the the type of application you're submitting and it's worth going through that to find the form because it always makes sure you find the latest up-to-date form we've probably all come across applications that have been returned in the past because they were submitted on a you know a form that was updated six months ago and somebody's won't use the old form so so the wizard helps you make sure that you avoid that. What happens when there are two of you filling out the application? So if you're doing a sublet, the person who's subletting has to fill out one half and the person who's taking on the sublet has to fill out the other half. So how does that work when you're doing it online? Right, well, early early in the, the application process, it asks you for an email for the person who will be completing the second section so if you're going to do the whole thing yourself you can put in your own email again there and you'll be able to complete both sections but uh, if it's somebody else doing it you just put their email in there and then they get an automatic email with a link asking them to go online and complete it you can do it several ways you can do it that you do one your half they do their half or you do the whole thing but you then can also share a link to them at the end of the day 
that either allows them just to view or to view and edit the application so they can go in and either check it off and let you know if they think there's anything that needs to be changed or actually make any changes if they see anything obvious that needs to be altered. So yeah, so two people can collaborate on, on these applications, which is which is pretty good. It's really handy. I've been trying to fill in a form for Highland Council for short-term lets. And as you're filling in the form, it asks for lots of different bits of information, but you can't save it as you go along. It's really annoying. So you have to have everything in place before you start. Is the commission system the same? No, the digital online system is set up into different sections. So there's, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's at least a dozen sections for for each application. And once you've completed a section, you can save that section. You can go away, do something else and come back to it. That'll Everything you'll have done up until then, then will have been saved and you just can see which sections are still to complete and pick it up where you left off. So no, the digital system is quite good for that. And if you were doing two different things, say you were doing a decrofting and something else, then does it allow you to do more than one application? Yeah, you can have as many active applications on the go as you like. So they, they all, you just give each application a, a name and you can then recognise which one's which when you go back into it and, and pick up, up each one as you go along. So, you know, we often find here folk have maybe several crofts, so if they have three crofts and they're planning to sublet all three, then you've got sort of three subletting proposals running in parallel and you can do a bit of copying and pasting between one and the other. What have you found have been the advantages of doing the applications online? Well, it does a lot of checking and validation. So, you know, it makes sure that you've done all, ticked all the boxes that you should tick and, and have put in explanations or notes wherever they're required. So, yeah, I find it's uh, really good in terms of making sure you don't miss anything. So there's less chance of the commission having to come back to you saying, what about such and such? You didn't answer that question properly or whatever. And is it quicker? I think it is. For me now, maybe that's because I've done a few. So folk might find it no quicker. I don't think it'd take them any longer, but they might not find it any quicker than, than a paper application the first time they do it. It's something that you would get quicker and quicker at, I think, the more you do and is it quicker at the commission's end? Well, that's the idea is that because it's done all this validation and checking, that there should be less for them to go back to you about. So it should save time from their point of view. They're not having to issue a letter saying, please answer such and such or whatever, or email you to say that you'd missed such and such. So, so it should be slicker at their end as well and speed up their process. So that's the big hope with this is that it will allow the commission to be a bit slicker and to eat into the backlog that built up over COVID that they're still struggling to get on top of. When you're putting in a, an application form for decrofting or a let or whatever, does it cost anything? And does it cost you to use the online system? No, there's no charge for the online system. You know, if you're employing a professional to do it for you, then obviously you've got to cover their time and pay for their time. But if you're doing it yourself online, then there's no fee at all for the regulatory application. But if it does trigger CROF registration, then you're going to have to pay a £90 registration fee. Plus, if you were having to go to someone to prepare maps for you and things like that, you might have to pay for getting the maps prepared or, or to get a the Ordnance Survey to get a background map that you can draw on, things like that. So using the digital system doesn't incur any additional costs compared with filling in a paper form. And for some forms, you have to do things like a, a landlord notification. So you have to 
to send off something physically to a landlord, if you're trying to be all digital, can you email those things to a landlord or a landlord's agent? And then if it's on paper and you've done your application online, how do you then supply the proof that you've done it? If you're doing it by post and just sending out a notification, then I think you'd almost want to have proof of posting, possibly even send it signed for and, and keep a record of, of that. I certainly have emailed notifications to landlords and they've fired me back a response, asked them to respond and they give me a response saying that they acknowledge receipt of this and I just save that in the in the client's file. So you're not asked to submit any proof of that to the Crofting Commission, but if, if it was challenged or if you if it was asked for later, it was, it's best to cover yourself by keeping, as I say, proof of posting or a record of the email correspondence. And you can't do Croft registrations online, can you? Not yet. I, I would hope that that will eventually come, but we're not at that stage yet where you can do a, a digital Croft registration. There's also quite a few other, as I said earlier, the, like the statutory Croft House, that's not gone on to the digital online system yet but the commission are aiming to add more and more as we go on to the digital system so that so that fewer and fewer applications need to be done on paper for croft registrations you have to send in a check still or can you can you pay by backs yet you can what i've been told is on the registration form in the additional information box at section 13 that's the form a you would write in there that you wish them to send you bank details to allow you to do a, a BACS transfer when they're ready to accept payment. They don't want you to make payment by BACS as soon as you submit the registration. They want to be able to check it and process it and have it ready to pass to the Register of Scotland. And it's only at that point they want the £90. But yes, they will accept payment that way nowadays. So it's, it's essential because there's so many folk don't have checkbooks. Yeah. I still have a checkbook myself, but I find a lot of clients who, who don't. So, yeah, yeah, it was a bit of a problem until recently, until they started accepting this, this bank transfer. So. That's much better, too, because sometimes the check goes in and it can get lost in the system. So that's much better. Maybe if I could, as well, if I could go back a wee step, there, there is a kind of halfway house as well between, you know, filling in a paper form by hand and submitting a digital online application. The, the commission on their website do have PDF forms that are typable. So you can go into those forms and type all your answers into the form and they will then accept them by email. You can scan them with the signatures and email them in as a submission. So if you're not completely comfortable with going into the online digital system, then emailing in the application as a completed PDF would probably be better than just sending in a paper form in terms of making it easier for the commission. And do you need special software to do that? or No, just Adobe know? Reader will allow you to go into these, these because the, the, the person who designed the PDF set up which boxes can be typed into. So you can just go in and type into those boxes and, and, and then save it again. So it's, it's relatively easy that. When you're doing the applications, there are some questions. Sometimes it seems a bit repetitive and sometimes I wonder, do you have to complete all the questions on the form? So some of them ask about how is the wider community benefited by your application? And there seem to be several questions that are quite similar. Do you have to fill out them all? Well, certainly on the old paper forms, I I used to just say, see above. 
if I thought the same same answer, same um, response was appropriate to both questions. So to save me having to repeat myself. So um, I found that the digital system is maybe slightly less repetitive than the paper form was. There is still a bit of that. You know, you're talking about the supporting the the impact the wider community. Then usually you're just saying something like you're supporting and using local infrastructure facilities such as shops, a bus service, community hall, nursery school, because usually that would be appropriate, particularly with an assignation, because usually it's a younger crofter coming in who might have a family and would be making use of all these facilities. So it's that sort of comment you're putting in. And you don't necessarily have to answer every single question if you don't think it's appropriate, but it's best to put in something if you can't. And if you get stuck on a question, who's there to help you? Can you phone the Commission for help or do you have to go to an independent for help? Oh, I, th- I think the Commission would be willing if you, if you can phone them. And if it's a specific query, they're not going to fill in the form for you. But, uh, you know, if you have a query about a particular question, I think you could either phone them or email them to um, ask about that specific question. Your local consultant or agent is always there but um, you know that would certainly normally incur a cost but if you're a SEC subscriber you might be able to go to your local SEC advisor and and, uh, ask them a couple of questions that would point you in the right direction. Another alternative would be you could approach uh, or contact the FAS advice line and they would be able to put you in touch with a a consultant or advisor who would be able to help with your your question to do with your application. RPNS you know, if you're doing something like your Ajax SAF form, that's just about all online. It's really tricky to do it on paper, which disadvantages some folk who either don't have internet or just not a computer literate. Are the commission going to go the same way? Do you think everything will end up being online or do you think they'll still allow paper? My guess is eventually, but hopefully I would think that's a good bit down the road yet. You know, I, I don't think we're talking about in the next year or two that they'd uh, do away with the paper forms. I think the paper forms will be available for um, quite a while yet and can either would then folk would either be able to handwrite them and submit them by post or, or as I said before, you could fill out a, either a handwritten form or a, complete a, a PDF on your computer by typing and then print them off for signing and scan them and, and email to them either email them to the commission so or print them off and post them to the commission it's i think i think all those options are going to be available for quite a few years yet i don't see them doing away with the paper forms in a hurry how can you tell if somebody has put in an application if you go online can you see who's filled in a digital application how do you find out well, not just um, digital applications, even if they put in a paper application, once the application has been received and, and logged by the Crofting Commission, then it appears in their list of uh, uh, submitted, received regulatory applications. So you can go to the Crofting Commission's homepage and you can go to regulatory applications and then applications and notifications received. And there's a search box. So you could search that on the name of the Croft. And if if anything has been received by the Crofting Commission, it would pop up there. You'd, you'd be able to see the case number and the date it was received. But bar that, you should be able to see an advert in your local paper for most types of applications. For assignations, sublets, short-term lets, the applicant has to advertise it in a local paper. And that gives any interested parties 28 days to submit comments to the Crofting Commission 
Property Croftings, the Crofting Commission advertise that themselves rather than the applicant advertising it. But again, it's in your local paper relevant to the, the application that they received. And again, you're given a period of time in which you can submit comments if you wish. I've always thought it strange that if you're doing a decrofting which benefits you, the Commission paid for the advert, but if you're doing something like a let or a sublet, which is helping perhaps other people in the crofting community, you have to pay for the advert. <laughs> yes, I agree. There's not a lot of logic there, so in some of the, some of the rules and some of the, the bits in the acts, the crofting acts. If a neighbour's putting in a croft registration, you don't know about that until the advert goes in the paper, do you? You can't see that online. No. If you're aware that they've submitted uh, an assignation, uh, for example, or a decrofting, then if if the croft hasn't previously been registered, you know that's going to trigger registration. So there has to be a registration in progress. But the first you'll actually probably be officially notified about the registration is once the registration has been mapped online and is available to view on the crofting register that the registers in Scotland hold, uh, because the applicant, the right person who applied to register the croft will have to advertise that again in a local paper for two consecutive weeks and that gives folk a nine-month period in which they can challenge the registration if they think there's been any mistakes made with it. What are you working on at the moment? Have you got some applications in the pipeline? Yes, we've got an assignation that I've not submitted and I think we've a couple of decroftings which my colleague Osla is working on. There's always bits still to follow up in terms of previously submitted applications. So, Graham, it sounds as though if you've got a computer and you've got good internet access, that online applications are the way to go. What are your top tips? Well, I, th I think it certainly would say folks should give it a try. If they're, at, you know, if they work with computers at all, then this is this is a fairly uh, good system, I think. And I think they can give it a try, see how far they get. If they have any problems, ask for help. But at the end of the day if they find that they're struggling with it completely and want to give up on that and go back to a, a PDF form or a paper, printed paper form, then they can just delete that online application as if it never happened. It's only once they've clicked submit that it actually becomes visible to the Crofting Commission and for them to check and go over. So always worth giving it a try, I would say. Oh, thank you very much for speaking to us today and Hopefully that'll help a few folk through the online application system. The more folk that can use this system, then the better it'll be for the Crofting Commission and hopefully allow them to get on top of the, the backlog that they're still struggling to cope with. Thank you very much, Graham, as always. If you subscribe to the podcast, then it'll come up automatically on your feed. And if you want to know more about some of the terms and phrases we used in this podcast, there's a previous podcast which is all about regulation. And also on the FAS website, there are some short five-minute videos which explain things like subletting and letting and deemed crofts. So please do have a look at the FAS website as well to learn more about these strange crofting terminologies. Thanks for joining us for Crofting Matters. If you enjoyed this, please like, subscribe and share. You might also enjoy our other podcasts, such as Stock Talk, with timely advice and expertise. Join us next month 
for the next edition of Crofting Matters. The Farm Advisory Service Podcast. Audio advice on livestock, crops and soils, environment, rural business and more. Brought to you in association with the Scottish Government.